Welcome to the Divine Rebel Podcast. I'm Pavitra Banavar, also known as the Clueless Psychic. I'm a spiritual guide, creative visionary, and holistic healer. If you're on your spiritual journey towards your personal freedom, then it's time to drop the shoulds and throw out the rule book so you can connect back to your own authentic truth. Join me for weekly conversations about practical spirituality and interviews with other spiritual practitioners and visionaries on how they're living their authentic truth. Get ready to unleash your inner divine rebel. Hey fam, welcome back to the Divine Rebel podcast. I hope that you all are having a lovely week. Um, I was going to start my YouTube channel um, with this episode. I actually, I've been thinking about um, kind of moving the podcast over to YouTube. I mean, keeping it here as well, but um, also doing like a video um of the podcast uh, just because I want to have more of a space where I can interact with um, all of you and kind of, you know, um, like have a space where people can sort of comment on the episodes, the topics, and um, kind of give me more like feedback and um, back and forth with people that I don't get from just having the audio podcast up. Um, I'm going to still keep it here as an audio, but um, I just wanted to add that aspect to it. But um, I have been having a lot of technical difficulties with that, uh, just, you know, figuring out sort of the logistics of it and um, like what equipment I need and all of those things. I kind of thought it would be a lot simpler. Uh, and I think in some ways it is, but I... I'm somebody who, you know, when I'm like starting something, I want to do it right. And so I'm kind of having some trouble uh, getting it off the ground. So I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks that I will move over to that format. I will obviously let you guys know. Uh, the other thing is if you can hear um, my fan in the background of this episode, I'm really sorry. I currently don't have any AC in my apartment and it is like 90 something degrees here now so um, I have to have the fan on <laughs> uh, so sorry if you guys can hear that but um, so today's episode I have tried to record this a couple of times I put out an episode last week kind of about the same topic and I just really didn't like love the way that it sounded and um, I just felt like I was kind of all over the place in that episode and so I ended up deleting it and I wanted to kind of start over with it and I wanted to make it a little more concise. Um, I had talked about sort of like these sort of problematic issues in the human design community and at the time I was like okay I'll make it into a uh, you know, a series and I'll record several episodes about it. But then when I really went back, I didn't really want to make it into a series. So I decided to just, uh, make an episode about sort of like five issues that I have with the HD community and start from there and kind of see if the conversation takes off, um, or if like other things come to me. But these are kind of like the five huge sort of issues that I see uh, 
being in the HD community and I want to preface it by saying that, you know, although I think that there are problematic things out there, I do genuinely love human design as a system. Um, it's changed the way that I look at my life. It's really sort of explained a lot of the things that maybe I didn't always have like language for in the past about, you know, why I you know, why I did certain things or, you know, um, even like sort of energetically interacting with other people, things like that. So I do genuinely love human design. But when I talk about sort of like the issues I have, it's kind of more about like maybe the human design community online rather than about the system itself. Um, I mean, there are a couple of things that, you know, within the system, but I think it's mainly about things I've seen being in the human design community online um, that have kind of always stood out to me or conversations that I've had with people over time that have kind of, you know, shed light on these sort of issues. So I just wanted to kind of talk about those things. And so, like I said, uh, I narrowed it down to five because I figured if I had way more than that, then... <laughs> I probably shouldn't be a part of the human design community to begin with, but <laughs> um, so we'll start out with the five that came to mind. Um, so the first one, obviously, is lack of diversity and cultural appropriation, which is what I had talked about in the in that previous episode I deleted, if you happen to catch it. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about the these two things together because they do go hand in hand. Um, lack of diversity really just being that there aren't a lot of people of color that I see in this community as practitioners, um, like really talking about this, uh, the system. And I don't know if that's just because, you know, I obviously don't follow, you know, every human design practitioner out there. Um, so I don't know everyone that's doing this work, but I would say that you know, even from like what just comes across my feed or, um, you know, even just like random things I see, it's mostly white women who um, I see come across my feed that are working with human design. And something that really came to mind for me when I was thinking about that is sort of like this hierarchy that exists in human design, right? Where you have sort of like the the men at the top being like the um, the actual people who channeled the system and um, I do talk about sort of human design and gene keys together because they are two systems that sort of like interact with each other they kind of um, like gene keys is kind of like an offshoot of human design so I kind of talk about both but um, yeah, so I guess with either human design or gene keys, they're both channeled or they're both sort of like, you know, brought forth by these white men who channeled these systems. Um, and so you, you kind of like have them at the top. And then I would think that like the white women that then sort of like take this system. And um, the reason I even say that is because like when you look at maybe like some of the big names that people know within this system like that are teaching it or are like really working with it um, a lot of them are white women and so they're kind of like seen as sort of the gatekeepers of 
this system. So it's like, you know, you would either go to them um, as your teachers or as like the sort of experts in this field and then they sort of like trickle it down to the rest of us who are learning from them, right? So I kind of look at them as the gatekeepers and as we know, you know, human design is not the only place where you see this sort of like feeling of gatekeepers, you know, keeping that information and then disseminating it to other people. I think that that happens all over the spiritual and uh, wellness space. Uh, you know, you have it in yoga and, you know, other sort of modalities out there that see these like white women at the top who are then able to like teach these things to people below them. And so I think that that brings up this idea of like then there's kind of the rest of us at the bottom who are sort of learning from the people at the top and you know something that's like comes up for me with that is this idea that like you know do we need them to learn the system because I mean there's lots of resources out there so it's not as though you need to go to one of these people in order to like learn the system I mean I know that people would love to say like oh if you're not learning from so and so or if you know you haven't like taken this course or done this then you're not qualified and all of those things and you know you can be on either side of that debate you can either say that yes you have to be certified by either like such and such person or um you know academy whatever uh in order to be somebody who can work with the system or you can be somebody that says yeah I don't really care if you know people are certified in it like I go to whoever I resonate with uh, I know that there are people on both sides of that so I think that you know that kind of is where I sort of see this like real lack of diversity start is in this feeling of you know like you just can't kind of come into this and just start working with the system which is basically what I did right like I found the system and then I just started to learn it and um you know also for me like having this line to profile you know of, of being kind of this like natural um learner like human design did come very naturally to me it came very easily to me and so you know, I just kind of ran with it. I did do a certification course um, with Victoria Jane, who's been on this podcast before. Um, and that was a great way to learn and to talk to other people about their experiences. But I didn't really go into it with the intention of like, oh, I need to be certified in order to do this work. Um, so that's the first one. And then the cultural appropriation, I think, is like a huge part of why this system can be seen as problematic um, because it obviously uses you know other systems such as the chakra system um, the I Ching you know all of these other modalities that kind of feel like they're just cherry-picked from other uh, cultures right um, and like to make up this system and I never really saw anybody talking about this when I first came into this community I mean even now like nobody really talks about it I've seen a few people here and there sort of, you know, speak out about these things and, um, you know, and kind of just to say like, oh yeah, you know, this has been appropriated, but like no one really ever makes it into like a huge deal. And so, and you certainly don't see it from 
you know, um, the white folks who practice the system. Uh, most of the time when I see it spoken about, it's spoken about from other um, people of color um, who, you know, also notice that the system is appropriated. And I mean, of course, because it's also channeled through a white guy, right? Um, his name was Alan Krakauer and after he channeled human design and started working with it and started teaching it, he then changed his name to Ra Uruhu, which is in itself so problematic, right? I mean, I think this idea, we see it all the time in the wellness space where people sort of adopt these like um, cultural names that make them sound like, oh, there's so much more like spiritual or woke or whatever it is. Um, so that's definitely, I think, probably at the top of my sort of like, this is problematic is obviously the lack of diversity and the cultural appropriation that goes um, into the system. So moving on to the second one, which is that I see a lot of judgment um, between practitioners in the system. Like, I think throughout the year, it's, it's really almost gotten to a point where it's like, it's almost just synonymous with human design that most likely you're gonna be judged by somebody or someone's gonna call you out for something or you know you might be like uh, like you know somebody might say like oh you're not doing it right and all those things right um and to me it's like it's so interesting because it's like I don't really ever see this in other areas not to say it doesn't happen right I mean I think that you know anytime you step out into these spaces like that can happen but the one that always comes to mind for me is astrology right like astrology is another sort of similar system that people um, find and then if they want to start working with it and they learn the system and I see astrologers who work with astrology in so many different ways um you know whether it's like intuitively or they focus on like certain aspects whatever their work is right whatever they're drawn to um i see a lot of that in the astrology field and i also don't see like people sort of judging each other in the astrology uh community I don't know if it happens. I'm sure maybe they deal with their own stuff um, that I'm not aware of, but I've just never like openly seen it where someone will sort of like call out other people for like not doing something right or um, whatever it is. But I've definitely seen it in the human design community where people will like blatantly call out other people for like not saying something the right way or for like daring to do their own thing which you know is so interesting to me because it's like one of my huge uh issues with it and I'll get to that later is this idea that like you're not supposed to like sort of you know think for yourself or like analyze the system for yourself it's very much a sort of like you know here's the information and you just need to memorize it and be able to regurgitate it and like that to me is just I don't know it's it's like so mind-boggling to me because that's not at all how I operate um so that's one and then the other part of this is you know for myself and I and I did an episode uh talking to my friend Steph a few months ago where we talked about imposter syndrome and if you listen to that episode I talk about how I still have imposter syndrome 
um, to this day, like you with human design. And what really like, um, you know, what I'm really realizing is it's not imposter syndrome. What it is, is that I feel unsafe in these spaces. Um, and that to me is like a huge realization because it's really easy to just sort of like say, oh, I have imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I know enough or I don't feel like I can keep up with so-and-so or whatever, you know, you want to tell yourself. And I've been telling myself that for a long time, but honestly, it's like, I've actually very much been like resistant to really stepping into the human design community because it's more that it, I just feel like it's it's a very like judgmental space and that's not how I operate it's not to say that I don't look at some people's work or something that I see and I'm not like oh you know like that doesn't resonate with me but I would never like you know blatantly call out someone or you know go and comment to them about how they're doing something wrong or anything like that like to me I'm like okay to each his own like as long as you're not doing harm to other people in this space which I know is a very fine line um it's you know I don't really care how other people choose to use this information or practice with it um so for me it's like it's really that I've like come to this realization that you know you can label something as imposter syndrome just because you feel like you don't want to work with it but also I think that if you go deeper it's it for me it's it's really not imposter syndrome it's more that like I see a lot of shit in this space that doesn't sit right with me and I'm very hesitant to step into it I've had to unfollow people a lot um you know like I've sort of gone like cyclical into like okay I've had to like unfollow all the human design people and then I sort of slowly like follow people again but um it's really hard for me to just like deal with like seeing all of this sort of um like bashing each other it's yeah it just doesn't like sit right with me um so moving on to the next one is that I see people who kind of immediately use human design for like capitalistic means um and this can be you know something that's like you know doing readings right away which I'm like sort of guilty of doing that as well. Like, you know, I started doing readings um, pretty early on into finding human design. And so like after some time, I really had to sort of take a step back and reevaluate whether that was the right thing for me um, because I was like still learning about it or because, you know, um, I felt like I maybe didn't want to just kind of you know just be doing readings or how did I want to work with it um but I see this all the time right where people sort of like find it and then immediately it's like oh okay I'm gonna just start sort of like doing readings or um kind of using this information which you know I think that probably happens in most fields I guess I don't know I mean I know in certain ones like you have to have training and um, you know, I see a lot of people with astrology who say that they've studied it for so many years before feeling comfortable to even share and things like that. Um, that doesn't really seem to be the case with human design, which is interesting because there is like so much information to learn um, about it. So again, I think that kind of goes back like for myself personally, I think sort of that that two line profile again, of maybe feeling like, 
oh, I understood it and I was like already talking to people about it and like, you know, sort of like doing little mini readings and stuff for friends and um, they were like really resonating with it. And so I felt like, oh, okay, I'm totally ready to, to like work with this. And, you know, it's not to say that I don't know my the information or like what I'm talking about, but I really had to stop and think about like, is this the right move for me? Um, the other side of that is also where I see a lot of people who are using like human design for business, you know, like where they immediately start sort of like going into like having programs and stuff where it's like, okay, I'm going to show you how to use your human design for business. Um, which again, kind of goes into this, like, okay, you're just using it for like the, you know, the capitalist sort of like, okay, just to like show you how to make money and that's really not what it's for right like that's not what human design as a system is for it's about like really learning how to use your energy like understanding your energy and understanding how your energy interacts with other people and like all of those things it's really about like embodying that and yet I think that it's really easy especially like in the online space to just go straight into like okay let's like you know figure out how to use human design for business and like make money off of it and you know that just feels like so wrong um at least for me like on the on the outside I guess like you know looking at it it's just it just feels to me like is this what the purpose of this was for right like did like was it channeled through this guy just so people could like make money off of it um so I think like in that way I do find that to be sort of like kind of like an issue I have um, in this space. And then the next one goes into what I was talking about earlier is really this idea of human design kind of being like, um, like dogmatic and sort of like you're expected to really like uh, go into sort of like groupthink. Um, there really isn't this feeling of bringing your individual like self into it. Um, which is really interesting because it's all about like learning about yourself and yet what I really find in this space is a lot of regurgitating information which you know I've talked about this with other people and um, maybe on the podcast before I'm not sure but um, you know this idea that like I see a lot of people who especially online like are just regurgitating information about like the basics of human design like over and over again which is fine because I know that there's always people who are finding this maybe for the first time or like coming into learning about it and they do need those resources so it's needed but there almost feels to like this there's almost this feeling of like we're not going any deeper with really like learning about ourselves it's more about either like here's the basics or here's how to use it in your business. And there doesn't seem to be sort of this like in between where, you know, um, I put out a poll on my stories a while ago asking if people knew that they were supposed to be going through the human design experiment for seven years and like deconditioning. And I had quite a few people say that they didn't know that about the system. And that was surprising to me because that's a huge part of what human design is, right? It's not just about like, okay, I find this system and I know I'm a projector and that's it. Like now I can just go live my life knowing that. It's really about like, okay, 
once you find out, it's like, okay, obviously we all have a lot of conditioning, you know, that we've taken on throughout our lives. And it's really about sort of like deconditioning all of that and really trusting our strategy and our authority um, and all of these things. And that's sort of like what you're supposed to be doing with it. But I feel like there's not really any of that. I mean, I'm sure people talk about it. And like I said, I don't follow everyone out there. So um, there could be, you know, plenty of people doing this work. But I just see a lot of sort of like the same information out there over and over again. Um, and then the other side of it is, like I said, there's really like no like analysis of information that I see going on. Um, you know, it reminded me of like when you're in college and you're writing papers. Um, I had to write a lot of papers in college. So, <laughs> um, you know, and it's like your professors don't expect you to just turn in a 20 page paper full of quotes from other people and just say, okay, here you go. Like I found information about this and this is what everyone else has to say about it. It's about like, yes, you, you use the source material, but it's also about analyzing it for yourself and really sitting with like, okay, what does this mean to me? Or how do I feel about this? Um, you know, and like, that's the other thing I've seen is that a lot of people out there, you know, they really get bent out of shape about like, when you're not sort of like quoting Ra Uruhu and like his original teachings and like exactly what he said about everything and all of that. And like, to me, I'm like, yeah, I understand. Like, that's the source material. Sure, of course, like, that's where you can start to learn this information and you can learn it right from the source because he has, you know, he had like written his own book um, with someone else. I can't remember the name of the person, but you know, like there's a whole like actual human design book that is like written by him about all the information and it's great. But at what point do we go from just like quoting everything that he said to really sitting with like, okay, and this is how it feels for me because you know, like he can say, yeah, this is what a projector is, or this is what it's like to have a splenic authority. But until I'm really sitting with that and like experimenting with it and working with it, I don't know what that actually feels like for me. Like my splenic authority and the way that I feel fear or the way that I feel a no or a yes or a go this way or do this thing, like could be totally different than how other people who are also the same thing right like two splenic authority people could feel things in completely different ways so there is that analysis that goes into it and to just sort of put all of these like blanket statements over everything and to say like okay we all have to think the same um that just doesn't sit right I think the dogmatic thing because I've definitely had people who have like come at me for like wanting to like think differently or see things differently especially as a woman of color um wanting to see things from my own perspective and you know um talk about that like I've definitely had people come for me and like that is always something that like throws me off in this in this space because like the idea that I'm supposed to think like everyone else in this space and I'm supposed to say everything that everyone else is saying like I don't know I mean <laughs> It could be all the fire in, in my chart. Um, you know, I also have like the gate one defined of like the gate of freshness. Like I just, I just don't think that I'm like 
really capable of just sitting and regurgitating the same information as everyone else. Like I would find that so boring and that's a part of why I sometimes hesitate to like step fully into this space. So the last one is disempowering language that I see. Um, uh, I did an episode, uh, this is probably like a long time ago now, it's um, episode 15, it's um, the 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 topic was like, is human design restrictive? And this topic actually came about because of conversations I was having with other people who were not in the human design space, but were like, you know, just people who had found human design and then were really like turn, you know, um, turned off by sort of like the language being used and the way that people, you know, sort of talked about like certain types and all those things, right? Because you hear that the same stuff all the time about like, oh, projectors are just like, you need a nap every day. And like, you have no energy to do anything or like generators, you're just here to, you know, work and like all these sort of like things that like, kind of turn people off because it's really like, um, it just kind of makes it feel like, oh, well, that that's not you know, that's, that's like not what I want to be doing, or that's not how I actually feel about things. And, you know, I've had conversations with people about how like human design can feel very like hierarchical and like, you know, sort of like the way we talk about each of the types and like sort of, you know, manifestors are at the top and they're like the leaders who do everything. And then the generators are here to like work and, um, you know, and it kind of like, yeah, it really like brings up sort of this imagery for me, at least of like, you know, maybe like, sort of, for me, and this, you know, it's like the sort of like the pharaoh in Egypt, who's like the leader would be the manifester. And then you have like, the slaves and the people who like built the pyramids would be the generators, like it always kind of brings up that imagery for me, which I think is like, so like wrong right because especially in today's world like that's not the way that we operate obviously like anymore I mean it's very much like any you know we are all capable of doing whatever we want right like generators manifesting generators are just as capable of like having their own businesses um doing you know like starting their own things as a manifester like sure we can talk about the nuances of like okay you don't initiate and all those things but it shouldn't take away from the fact that we all, you know, are capable of doing whatever we want to do. You know, it's just more about like learning how to sort of work with the energy. But, you know, this sort of like disempowering language that kind of makes people like feel like they have to fit into these like neat boxes, um, I think is like really what sort of like uh, makes people feel like, yeah, I don't want to you know, um, learn about this system or I don't really care about, you know, what, like having to be in these like little boxes that you want to put me in. Um, you know, the other one for me personally, like as a projector, and I know a lot of people probably feel like this as projectors is like the waiting for the invitation, right? Like there's that sort of, um, like rhetoric around like, oh, you're just supposed to wait for the invitation. And I know people, you know, practitioners will really try to, um, talk about how like, okay, it doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, like you have to just sit around and wait, but you know, there is still this feeling around like, okay, you're not meant to like, just go do stuff. And, you know, and I, I 
to a certain extent agree with it because obviously you know it is the way that our system like works like how our energy works and if you know if you're a projector you you know that in the past when you haven't like maybe waited for the recognition or the invitation that you know things didn't feel right and so there is like you know valid reasoning for it but I think it's more the language which I think is also the language that's just come down from like the you know from raw like channeling it um because you know a lot of the names for the profiles and stuff like are kind of you know like they're kind of like weird sort of you know you wouldn't like call yourself like a martyr um or like the heretic and you know like all those things that it's sometimes like okay that's kind of like a weird way to say it but again then you have your diehard people who don't want to change anything about it and are like you have to 100% like stick with the original like what he said and then there's the people who do change some things or they you know change wording and um there's like the whole sort of um like debate or yeah I guess I'll call it a debate about like Jenna Zoe starting the whole like manifestation thing with it that isn't part of the original uh human design system and you know people some people are like yeah it makes sense some people hate it you know there's like a lot of stuff right um if you really like get down into it there's a lot of stuff but I do think that yeah there can be some disempowering language that goes into it that makes people feel like well, I don't want to fit into this mold or I don't fit into this mold, right? Like, you know, I would love to say like as a um, as a classic projector who has no energy centers defined that, yeah, on the whole, I probably don't have as much energy as, you know, as other projectors even who have energy centers defined. But that's not to say that like every single day is just me lounging on the couch and not doing anything because I don't have the energy like no that's that's not you know that's not life it's like there are days when yeah I have less energy or I am burnt out or I did too much and then there are days when I feel great and I can like get so much done and you know so everything is about you really sitting with like okay you know how do I feel today or even okay like even the discernment of just like when you hear some something you know a piece of information come through and really asking yourself like okay does that feel right for me like does that feel accurate or you know is that wrong and again because it's all an experiment right that's what it's meant to be is an experiment so if you're really like getting into this you know and wanting to work with human design it's really about like doing the experiment for yourself and really working with like your strategy and authority and sitting with like okay what feels right and what doesn't because yeah chances are as you work with it it might all come together and it'll like start to make sense I mean there are definitely things for me like two years after you know starting like working with it that things are starting to come together more for me and that I like I'm starting to understand that oh okay my energy does work like this or like you know this doesn't really make sense but it's like without working with it you know all you really know are sort of like these basic like overarching um pieces of information that people talk about so you know i would really say like you know if you're somebody who is drawn to the system then yeah like really sit with it and and see what works for you and what doesn't but there you have it those are my five sort of like issues that um have come up for me as i've sort of been working with the system and 
been in the human design community. Um, I would love to know if there's anything that you guys have seen or that's come up for you. Um, if you've sort of like either, you know, either if you're a practitioner or if you're just someone who, um, you know, has found human design and, uh, you know, either loves it, hates it, <laughs> whatever, I would love to know. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys found that interesting. I feel like it's a topic that, like I said, I mean, I have been trying to talk about it for weeks now and I just wanted to do it in a way that felt good and, um, this feels like, okay, I've sort of narrowed it down. I didn't just want to like make this huge, uh, sort of like rambling, like, oh, these are all the problems I have without it really having a purpose. So, um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will catch you on a future episode. Have a great week guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If you're interested in learning more about my work, please go check out my blog where I dive deeper into these topics. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at flowinshakti. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.